Welcome to the Wake the Giant broadcast. I'm your host, Alan Garrett. Today in the studio, I have with me a very special guest, Ryan Mugabe. Hallelujah. So today, our topic is effective prayer. So Brian is a uh, pastor. Uh, he's uh, associated with Mountain of Worship, which is the same organization I'm associated with. And he has a, a variety of ministry experience experiences and uh, a lot of he, he's connected with a lot of people. And so, Brian, why don't you why don't you tell people about who you are and kind of give some of your background so my listeners can get to know you. Uh, praise the Lord, family. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Alan, for hosting me on your Awake the Giant broadcast. Hallelujah. You're, you're welcome. I'm so honored to be a part of this, and I believe it's going to be an awesome, awesome experience. Just stay tuned. Amen. Amen. Um, I am Brian Mugabe. I actually moved here from Uganda. It's coming to five years now, and it's been an awesome experience, you know, working with the Lord. Um, we are located in Rhode Island, uh, in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, and we have a ministry there. We are affiliated with Mountain of Worship, as uh, Aaron just said, and uh, we also uh, do evangelism. You know, I've been involved in crusades, traveling in different uh, parts of the world, you know, different countries, and uh, we also have a church on Sunday, and our, our ministry is founded on prayer. We have seen amazing things happen as a result of yielding, yielding ourselves to the voice of God's Spirit. Amen. Amen. And so, so um, I, I want you guys, you guys don't know, that don't know Brian, he is a man of prayer, and it, prayer is very much on his heart. So I would expect that there's going to be some things to glean. I don't know if you know this, but I almost went to Uganda once. <laughs> it was a long time ago, God. in 1984. I, uh, I had graduated from a school, Westmont, in uh, Santa Barbara, Liberal yeah. Arts Christian College, and a bunch of us wanted to go on a missions trip, and we were uh, going to try and go to U Uganda, but Idi Amin was in power and doing a bunch of stuff. So at the last minute, the people who were leading everything decided, uh, let's go to Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Kenya. <laughs> But I remember reading a book by Kefa Sampangi. Yeah. Is that, is that, is, I say his yeah, name right? I've heard of him. Yeah. 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 And so anyway, I, I, I love you. I, I, I got a little bit of a heart for Uganda then, even though I didn't get to go. Yeah. So um, welcome. Um, so yeah. To so go. we're going to talk about prayer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love prayer. I, I want you to uh, drop everything you're doing and just listen to this that we're just going to be sharing with you. I believe it will radically transform your life. Go, you know, God delights in prayer. Angels respect it. God delights in it. It is the most pow powerful way to change the destiny of your life. And uh, the greatest spiritual awakenings of history have been born of prayer. And no matter what continent on earth, prayer is universal. It is the key to revival. It is the key to success and personal victory. So this is why we are asking you to join us in this broadcast, because amazing things are going to happen. You will receive divine revelation on how to walk in a new dimension of God's glory and manifest his goodness on the earth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And just to um, kind of back Brian up here on on the importance of prayer, I'm gonna. There's a couple quotes here. This these, this is one from Jonathan Edwards. 
Um, he said, when God has something very great to accomplish for his church, says Jonathan Edwards, yeah. it is his will that there should proceed it with extraordinary prayers of his people. Um, Hallelujah. And uh, uh, Finney, Finney, he, he said that uh, unless I had the spirit of prayer, and that's kind of a, a phrase that he used frequently, unless I had the spirit of, of prayer, I could do nothing. Even for a day or for an hour, if I lost the spirit of grace and supplication, I found myself unable to preach with efficiency or to win souls by personal converse, uh, conversion, by personal conversion. So he recognized the same thing that you're saying, is that, that uh, without prayer, it's, uh, we become uh, less effective. We can do a lot of things that look good, yep. but if we want the anointing of God on it, we need to have that connection in prayer. Definitely. And these, these are great men of God that shook the world. That Through their materials, we've been blessed by them. And, and to be able to know that there is a realm that we can literally tap into. Mm. That there are realms of God's glory that were not manifested. That we, 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 were, we were no idea that these realms were available. And because these men, they yield themselves to prayer, amazing things happen. Many souls turning to the Lord, you see. So I actually was uh, reading um, one quote also, which was mm -hmm. from John Wesley, and he said something very significant. He said, it seems that God is limited by our prayers mm. and that he can do nothing unless someone down here asks him. That's kind of an interesting idea because I, I, I have to think that one through. I like these guys that, that, that will say things like that who have changed the world yeah. because I, I have to think about that. Uh, God can't do anything. Well, I don't know if he can't do anything, but, but prayer, uh, yeah, all, all these guys, all these revivalists, they recognize a, con a connection between prayer and seeing God move. And I think that's something that we need to recapture. Definitely. I believe that the church needs to receive revelation. Insight, you know, that, that's what the Apostle Paul talks about in the book of mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 1 when he says that I pray that you may be, um, uh, you know, when he prayed for the church in Ephesus and he, he prayed, he said, oh, Lord God, he said, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, he said, may you grant them the spirit of wisdom and revelation of insight into mysteries and secrets in the deep and intimate knowledge of God. And I believe this is something that needs to be unveiled to the church today. Mm. I was uh, reading some materials about Yonggi Cho, mm. and we know the great work that he, God has used him to accomplish in South Korea. But mm -hmm. the foundation for the success of his ministry is prayer. Yeah, I have they, a book, Prayer Key to Revival, over there on yeah. the shelf. Yeah, And, and this man, he, he literally lets you know that a prayer is what has caused what is happening in South Korea, you know. And, and if we are to really uh, glean through uh, the, the men and women of God that God has used that have, have gone before us, and we need to learn something from them. These men prayed. Mm. And, and, you know, just to back up a little bit, you mentioned something about effective prayer. You see, yeah. if prayer that is effective is prayer that produces results. Yeah. Uh, the Bible says in James chapter 5, 
uh, verse 16. And I like uh, the Amplified translation, how it puts it out. The, the, the other translation, I think, is the King James. It says, mm-hmm. the, effective, uh, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer. You want to say something about yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, James 5.16 yes. says, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And that word there is, it's actually a fervent, uh, effective fervent is one word. You. And it, it, the, the word is, it comes from energy. Here it is. Um, it's ener, energeo. Yeah. Okay. E N. If you're going to translate yeah. it from the Greek, it would be E N E R G E O. Yeah. And it sounds a lot like energy, doesn't it? Energeo. Yes. It's like energized. Yeah. So the energized prayer, of the effective. Uh, uh, it's kind of uh, yeah. So how, so if if you can have an effective prayer, it also means you can have an ineffective prayer. Yeah. So I want to learn how to pray effectively. What do you know about effective prayer? See. But that exact verse I was um, meditating, you know, so I normally try to meditate. And when you study the Bible, listen, don't don't rush, rush through the scriptures. Pause and like what just Alan said, you know, he, he, he stopped and looked through the word to find out what does this mean. And more insight is gleaned from that. So meditation is very significant when you're studying the Bible. And so this exact verse, when I went to the other translation, which is the Amplified translation, this is what it says. It says, the honest heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. It is a prayer that is honest. It is the prayer that is sincere, that is heartfelt. And then the prayer that continues, Mm. you see, so you, you pray, you continue in prayer until you receive a note of victory. You don't quit. That's what Elijah did when he went to the top of the camel in Elijah in First Kings chapter, I believe, First Kings chapter 18, verse 42, when the Bible says that Elijah went up to the top of the camel and the Bible says he cast himself down upon the earth. He put his faith first between his knees mm. and then he prayed and then he would send his servant to go and check. If there was a change that had taken place, he prayed seven times, sending the servant to go and check until he came back and he said, I saw a hand like, you know, the cloud, like a man's hand, you know. So you have to pray until you receive a note of victory. You see that? You know, there's so many, it's like you can pull verses out of the Bible and kind of look at meanings and but when you, when you put in in context, I mean, just think about that. He was like, he was so confident in the prayer. Yeah. Uh, he was praying, and I'm going to pray this through effective, fervent prayer. Yeah, prevailing until it prevails. Prevailing yes, prayer. Yes. So he goes, okay. Is has, has something started yet? Go look. Go look. Okay, yes. I got to pray some more. He prayed. You know, and it's like, and so he prayed it through, and then as soon as he saw the, he came back, and there was a, a, a cloud the size of a man's hand. Yes. Okay, I know it's. I know that's it. A change. We've got is it. Sticking place. Yeah. So, so you Good. don't give up. You see, I know, good, I know there is a verse that you just indicated on your, on your, on your, in your notes that says in James chapter 5, verse 13. When you read that verse, it says that, Is anyone among you troubled, in trouble? Let him pray. Mm. And then it says in another translation, Is anyone among you afflicted? 
Let him pray. You see, so yeah. which means if God lets us know from his word that if there is any kind of situation that is challenging that you're going through, pray. It means that he's, he's already intending to answer. He's ready to answer your prayer, which means we can change our situations. Prayer can change things. You can turn your situation around. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. Um, I, I, I like reading some of these, these old dead guys that have changed the world because you can learn some things. Yeah. But uh, uh, Finney, he said that uh, it was part of the culture in New England yeah. and New York so much. Uh, prayer was a part of the culture. He said that people would prefer to go to a meeting of prayer, prayer. over a meeting of preaching. Yeah. Now, that's not our current church culture. I don't think it is. That's true. Um, so I think we need to get back there because, see, they believed that prayer would change things so much that, they could, well, I could go hear a good preach or I could change the world. I mean, that's, 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 that's what I think is in that. He said that it was so, such a part of the culture that people caught. There were new Christians. Yeah. They would get saved, and they would spend the whole night in prayer Till their bodily strength failed them, in his words, yeah. praying for the souls of those around them. New Christians, Hallelujah. baby Hallelujah. Christians, caught that their prayer could change things around them. That needs to be. We need to capture that. We need to need to capture that. That 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 our prayer. I, I, if I prayed tonight, I could get my my neighbor might might catch fire for Jesus. Definitely. We we need to have we need to have that faith, and we need to start having some prevailing prayer, like seven times. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pray until I yeah. see that that cloud the size of a hand's man. I'm gonna uh, man's hand. <laughs> so until I see that cloud the size of a, a man's hand, whatever it takes, I'm gonna pray. Um, there was a a, a, a guy uh, that led one of my uh, Christian clubs that I led at, at Foothill High School when I was out in Sacramento, and one of the students and. Um, he said, uh, pray by the push method. Pray until something happens. That's what he said, push. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You see, I believe that, you know, and, and this country, and, and not just the United States, but all over the world, they need, we need the move of God's spirit. Yeah. And so we need to learn, you know, and, and, and prayer, you have to learn to pray. Because if you don't learn how to pray, you can pray the wrong way. There is a right way to pray. And when you hmm. study the Bible, years ago when I, I started out praying, I would pray. And when I did not receive results, I didn't see results. I figured something is wrong here. Hmm. So I would open the Bible and go back from the Old Testament to find out how did men pray. Hmm. Men like Hezekiah. Turning his face to the wall after receiving uh, a, 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 prof a, a note of prophecy, you see, from God himself. Mm. Through the prophet uh, 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 Elijah, he said, go, let him know, he said, to set his affairs in order. Because he was going to die and not leave. This prophecy, of course, came with a note of finality to the king. But the Bible says the king turned his face to the wall. And you see, turning your face to the wall, his face to the wall, signifies shutting out all distractions because he wanted to alter the course of events. If you want to see the demonstration of the power of the Spirit of God in your life, you got to shut yourself away from all distractions. 
and focus all your energies and strength on the Lord in prayer. This mm. kind of prayer is what makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. The Bible says something in First Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. He said, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Be made for all men. He is calling upon the church. Every believer. He says, I exhort first of all, it is established as, as, as priority, as, as the first thing that God wants us to do. Praying for all men, for kings. This was, at the time this was written, kings were the ones that reigned. But now we have presidents. Now in some countries I know, uh, like even in Uganda, some, some places, you know, there are kings who still reign in territories. You see. But he says we pray for those in authority, for kings, for priests, you know, for, for, for CEOs of companies, those people who are leading masses of people. You see, a group of people, congregations, pray for pastors, pray for kings and you know, kings and all that are in authority, that they may, we may lead a quiet and peaceable life, which means through our prayer, peace mm. will, will prevail in our nation. Mm. That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And he says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved. God's desire is that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And this is through our prayer will cause these things to happen. He wants masses of people to receive the Lord. You know, I think one reason that we don't pray as much is we don't believe that prayer really works. That's true. I'm just going to be honest. I think people would pray. You, you, people pray when something bad happens and they go, oh my gosh, I need to pray because this, this bad thing has, yeah. has entered my life, sickness or whatever, and they turn to prayer. But what if we just decided that prayer, God would hear our prayers because he's faithful Hallelujah. and we just engaged in prayer before that stuff happened? What if we, what if we went on the offensive to see things happen in the kingdom of God move? And we started praying for, um, you know, our, our president, yeah. our, our current president. What if uh, uh, Biden and, and Harris, what if we started praying for them? What if we started praying for our nation that it would turn? What if we started praying for our neighbors? Uh, what if we started praying that, for, that, that, uh, that things would churn and change? And we prayed in faith and we're, uh, we prayed with effective, fervent prayer. And, and we believed that the Lord was going to move. Uh, it's, and, and we had contact with him. We actually connected with the Holy Spirit and prayed, started to learn how to pray his prayers. What if we got in the Bible and we read, how did, how did these men of old pray? Mm. What if we read some books on prayer? Like Charles, about Charles Finney. I love Finney. I love his, his heart for prayer. What if we read some of these guys and we started getting a heart for prayer and we started believing in prayer and then we started moving in it? I bet things would change. I agree with you. I agree with you. The culture needs to change. We need to prefer a meeting of prayer to a meeting of preacher preaching. I love a good preach. I love a good preach. But if we, it's like, uh, I meet, um, 
once uh, every every Sunday I meet with with one other guy, and and we've committed to pray together every Sunday here, and actually in this room is where we meet, um, and we pray every Sunday, because I've decided that I'm going to pray, whether nobody else goes with me or not, and I tell you that's one of the hardest meetings I've had to. We've invited people, and, and they have other things to do. I mean, it's okay. I mean, they, a lot of them have le- have had legitimate other things to do. So uh, anybody listening to that, if you if we've invited you, don't don't take this personal. I'm not criticizing you, <laughs> but um, I will tell you in general, prayer meetings are hard to grow. If I have a prophetic person over at my house, and I've had them who with a with a good prophetic ministry that moves in a degree of accuracy. I will pack out the house. But if I just say, hey, Friday night we're going to meet and pray, I'll get one or two people. We, the culture needs to change. We need to prefer a meeting of prayer to a meeting of preaching. I'm just, that's just my, my opinion. Hallelujah. You, what do you got to get closer to the mic there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think people understand the benefits of prayer. I believe the part of the gospel you understand is what will work for you. You see, we mm. need to understand the message of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus come to do? Why did he come? And 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 no, who who is Jesus? No, who is Jesus? Why did he come? And how relevant is Jesus today? Because if you understand your rights and abilities in Christ. And what you can accomplish, you see, by divine ability, you will pray like never before. If you will know that Christ, you see, you have been given authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Listen, you see, you need prayer. One of the benefits of prayer and one of the definitions of prayer is exercising our authority in Christ. Mm. And there are many people, uh, Brother Aaron, that are sick in their physical bodies. Mm. Their lives are a mess. They don't have direction and purpose for their lives. There are things that are going on in their homes, in their families, and they want a change. Mm. They, are, they are tired of living this, uh, in this repeated cycle of defeat. They want to arise from, from those challenges and impact their, 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 their families and, and cause changes that are superior mm. to the systems of this world, but they do not know how. Mm. But when you study the scriptures, you'll find out that prayer, through prayer, through, through effective prayer, you can turn your situation around. See, mm. I come from Africa, but I had a dream that I was going to come in this country and travel different countries years ago. I had no mm. money. My father died when I was seven years old. I did not have a father figure, someone to train me in the things of God. But one day I looked up, life was difficult. And so I was walking on the streets and I had people worshiping in the church. And I said, let me find out, you know, what these people are doing. And so I got in the church and this man is preaching. You know, Christians, they are praying. Mm -hmm. And this man, later on, he began to preach and he shared his testimony. This man was never went to school. He was not educated. He grew up deep in the village, you know, in the country. Mm. He, he, he didn't have access to education. You know, life was difficult. And he said one day, 
after giving his heart to the Lord, he said he was in a, in a, in a, in a house, in a room, and he said a hand came on the board mm. and this on the wall and began to write like in the book of of Daniel. Really? Wow. And I said, "Wow." And so he went ahead to share a story. And they said, "The Lord spoke to him, "Go and and and, and go and make disciples of all nations." Now, it didn't mm. stop there. I said, "Wow." So this man was had built over I think this was the church that the third church that he was starting in another third city. city, three churches. That's yeah, good. Yeah, three churches. Churches. And, and packed, and then he is traveling around the world, blessing people, mm. and, and he's helping the government in my country. So I came to know the Lord through that man. Mm. Then, of, you know, I was at that time I was going to join university, you know, uh, to join college, you know, you call it college here. So I went, I went to Kampala in in our city. To start school, there was a, a great man who has, you know, because through his experience and his work with God, I, it, it changed my life when I got to know his biography. And this man, one day he was praying. Those were the days of Vidim Amin Dada, mm. where people were dying. There was instability in the country. I'm telling you, so much pain that our country suffered. And this man was praying one day. He's called Robert Kayanja. Mm. As he was praying, he said, Jesus appeared to him, and he said, go and bring my people back. Mm. This man was, he, he built one of the magnificent churches. When I saw it, I said, how can a man like this have such a kind of impact that I have seen? He, he was doing mass crusades, bringing so many people to the Lord, miracles, signs, and wonders happening, blind eyes popping open, people jumping out of the wheelchair. I saw one of the, of the clip of the advertisements on TV was Lighthouse Television, where he came on the scene, and he was in America. Mm. This woman was in a wheelchair, and he pointed his hand toward this woman, and he said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I rebuke every attack of the enemy. This woman jumped out of the wheelchair and began to run. Mm. I had never seen anything like that. Mm. I began to investigate the man. I began to read his materials, his biography. I said, what is the secret of this man's success? He was a friend of my president. He went to South Korea. There was a woman who was in a coma. I had this story, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how true that is, but I believed it. And in, in, in South Korea, he said, this woman was in a coma. And this man prayed for the woman. She had been in a coma for a while. And this woman came back to life. Mm. And they asked him, what do you want us to do for you? He was building a church. Yeah. And they facilitated some of the things that he needed. But from there, I knew that if I can... And he said this, he said... But ask him, what is the secret of your success? He said, prayer. Yeah. I said, I got to pray. I got to learn to pray. Yeah. And through prayer, Alan, that's many miracles have happened in my life. As you know, some of the crusades we have done, we've been in Africa. Mm -hmm. We've been in Puerto Rico. I prayed and literally God would show me what to do. Mm. And he would show me in the dream. And I would come down and say, what's the next step, the Lord? What, what's the next step, Lord? And I would go and pray. And the first crusade we, we had, I prayed asking the Lord, what's the next step? I've never done a crusade. And I saw sitting on the table, on a round table like me, the way mm -hmm. we are sitting right now. And I'm talking to the brother that I've never met, had conversation before. And I'm talking with him, planning the strategy on how we were going to do the crusade. Yeah. 
and we went ahead and do, and it was a success. Mighty miracles, signs and wonders happening. People calling us the witchcraft. I saw healings that I've never seen before. Mm. I still, literally, people were begging me. In 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 either where we went, people were calling calling me. They said, "Sir, you can't leave before ministering to us." Policemen, wow. they planned, they did a meeting for themselves, mm. and they said, "Listen, our wives are kidding each other. Witchcraft has dominated our area. People don't like each other, so they just bewitch each other. People are dying here. You need to talk to us, sir." And mm. so when I went there, they had Love put the hunger. yeah, they had put chairs together. Everyone was seated, waiting for me. When we drove over there, I stood up, ministered the word of the Lord with them, shared Jesus with them, mm. the word of faith. And then I asked them to stand up. Everyone stood up. And I said, lay your hands where the pain is. And I commanded, I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I come against every sickness, every disease, I rebuke every attack of the enemy. And every person received healing. Everyone got delivered. So see. But as a result of prayer, yeah. glory to God. We need, you know, uh, there's a, a uh, in, especially in the Western world, there's a, uh, the, the rule of science. Yeah. It has, has choked out faith. And we believe in a God that's distant. Most of the Western church believes in a God that's distant. It's called deism. Deism is the philosophy that God created. Yeah, he created, but he's, he's far away yeah. and removed from the creation. We need to start believing that when we pray, we connect with God. If you connect with the being that spoke the universe into existence, why, why not get his heart for things? Why not learn who Jesus is? Why not learn who the Holy Spirit is and learn to move in the, in the power of the kingdom of God. Um, I mean, I, I've seen blind eyes open. Yeah. I've seen deaf ears open as I, I prayed for them. Um, a friend of mine, uh, uh, a, a guy I knew, I, 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 can't, I won't say a friend of mine, but a guy that I knew in, in Santa Barbara, his name was Artie Walters. He was at the Vineyard Santa Barbara when I was there in the 80s. And he was a missionary to Mexico. And he, he was working on a roof, and an uh, aluminum ladder touched one of the main power lines in the area, and it, it electrocuted him. He had scars on his neck. You could see him. It electrocuted him and killed him on the spot. Just boom, yeah. killed him. Um, and they pronounced him dead and took him off the roof. So I don't know how long that is. If you're dead, uh, I mean, they have to call 911. This is before yeah. cell phones. Yeah. Okay, this is 1980. Wow. That was it was 79, 80, somewhere in there probably. And uh, he was. They pronounced him dead. Took him down off the roof before cell phones. Okay, mm. so if they had to go run and get a phone, someone had to get off the roof and call, find a phone, call. Yeah. You know, so I'm thinking that's what 10, 15, 20 minutes before they get there. They get there, work on him, pronounce him dead, take him on the, take him off the roof. So this is quite a bit of time. Yeah. They're on the ground. A friend knelt down beside him and just prayed a simple prayer. Dear Jesus, bring him back. His heart began to beat. He came back to life. You know, it's just like, uh, God. I mean, the Lord will answer us during times of crisis. But what, what if we learn to pray boldly, not in times of crisis? Yeah. What if we just made it a lifestyle? 
I love I love those stories, man. It's just like when, when the Holy Spirit moves like that in, in a in a crusade or something, and there's a whole group of people that He moves on. Wow, what a pleasure to participate with the Holy Spirit in something like that. This yeah. is amazing. In, any any other story you want to share or anything? This this is amazing, and um, you see, like in our church. We we lit for a prayer, Alan. When when I started out praying mm. because of what I've seen prayer do, um, I prayed. I began up to pray. I said, mm-hmm. "We need a move in our area here in the states." You know, we were in a meeting um, uh, at Danny's, and he gave me a prophetic word, and I have received. I received that in in my spirit. He said to me, and I was in prayer. I was fasting. He said, "God has given you." Uh, Rhode Island. He said, you are not praying for it, but God has given you Rhode Island. And so I began to pray. I began to pray. And I had a dream. And in this dream, Alan, I saw, I saw masses of people here in America. And my eyes could not cover them. You remember how like, um, the Lord spoke to Abraham to lift his eyes and mm-hmm. see. And he looked toward the stars and he yeah. asked him to count the stars. And he said, he could number the stars, and they said to him, "That's how many descendants he was going to, you know, give him." So I saw masses of people, and my eyes could not cover them. Mm-hmm. So I knew that the Holy Spirit is showing me the future of what He's called us to do. So, but I know that the only way we'll be able to be ushered into this dimension of God's glory is prayer. Because when God speaks to you, I know some of you, you may be listening to us and you receive the prophetic word. And they say, why is the prophecy not coming to pass? And some of, of you, you receive the prophecy and you are waiting for the prophecy to come to pass and you never did anything about it. See, there is God's part and there is your part. That's true. God's spirit works with us, not just in us. The Bible says continue to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to do according to his good pleasure. So we need to learn. Learning is the secret of life. If if you are in a situation, you desire a change, but you don't see a change. There are things you can do. And the word of God shows us. And prayer is one of them. Prayer is, you see, so you have to learn to pray the right way. Effective prayer thirsts. You said fasts? It thirsts. Thirst, you know, becoming thirst, like the Bible says, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. A thirst? Yes. Okay, thirst. Hallelujah. I thought you said fast. I apologize for my accent. No, okay, so I love your accent, by the way. I'd rather so, have your accent because it's really right. cool. You see? So, <laughs> and, and interpret occasionally. I just like it. Just so. kidding. Listen. So, yeah. but see, so you have to have. A hunger for these things. Mm-hmm. Alan witnessed a man coming back to life. I didn't witness it, but Artie himself told me the guy. Yeah. The guy that got raised from the dead told me the story. He had, he had a track made up at the time. You know, yeah. back back then tracks were big. Yeah. And he goes, This is me before I died. This is me after I got raised. See, look, I still have the scars. So <laughs> he would go <laughs> preach and get get people saved. This has been the Wake the Giant broadcast. I hope you've enjoyed the broadcast. If you have, please feel free to like and share on social media. 